Well, when he hear the word and uh, you hear what God is already doing this morning, you want to say, what could Dan pro- possibly preach at this point? Um, and I'm wondering the same thing because my sermon has pretty much been preached already. Amen. I hear an amen. In other words, sit down, Morgan. I've been busy and been away, so I got a lot pent up here, folks. So, you know. Why don't we pray? That, that'd be a good thing, right? To set this right. Father, may these words be succinct. I hear that amen. Let them be true. And let us yield ourselves to you, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me first say that I think there was a strong word this morning that uh, has called us to repent of the bitterness in our lives. And so if you haven't dealt with that, um, this is your father speaking. Deal with it. You don't have room for bitterness in your life. You don't have room for things that keep you from the freedom that the Lord wants in plenty, in abundance, and in squalor. The Lord can give you abundant life. And I marvel at watching when people are absolutely broken Uh, what the Lord is doing to give them joy and peace and patience and strength. This morning we hear a word, um, and and I I would summarize the things that the Lord wants me to say this morning in just a few things. Trust the Lord. He will deliver you because we acknowledge Him as Lord. Trust the Lord, he will deliver you because we acknowledge him as Lord. If you look at the Old Testament lesson today, it's precursored by what I think is uh, the ninth message of Jeremiah's uh, book. And in that ninth message, um, we hear Jeremiah telling this story, this illustration of a potter. And he's, as he's watching the potter, he's basically being told by the Lord what to say to the people. You need to be smashed. Because you're worthless. And this is the people of Judah. And he watches as this potter takes on his wheel a pot and he was shaping it with his hands and he formed it into a pot, but the clay just wasn't coming to the right place, so he smashed it down, started again. And the Lord has the ability to smash us down and start again. And yet we hear the story of Jesus. We know the fact that while sin entered in through one man, righteousness. When was the last time you felt righteous? We feel righteous when we look at other people, right? We say, that person's not living right. They should be going to hell because they're not going to do what's right. Do you see the life that they're living? They're like garbage. Well, if you think about Israel, modern day Israel as well as Uh, ancient Israel, there's a place that they called the Dung Gate. And if you picture Israel as north-south in the Hinnon Valley, uh, you you would say that there's a place, just like our body has a place for refuse, this city had a place for refuse. And they used to call it the Potsherd Gate. Well, the Potsherd Gate or the Refuse Gate, all of it goes together, right? Things that are broken get thrown away. And the illustration that the Lord is using here is to say that 
when you and I, we are get to a place where we no longer have value or we're seen as not having any value, God reminds us that we are made in his image and he brings us together and shapes us and asks us, are we willing, even if we look and smell like dung, are we willing to be reshaped into something useful for him? And that's his word to us today. We may not feel like we have value. We may not feel like we had strength that we once had in one day. We may not feel like we look like we're valued. It doesn't really matter. And here's Jeremiah, his servant, who has to deliver the bad news. Guess what, folks? You're going to be squashed because you haven't been obedient to the Lord. You haven't listened to him. You haven't followed his ways. Well, guess what? There are natural consequences to sin. Sorry to tell you, folks. There are natural consequences to sin. We don't see it because it comes on like darkness every day, right? We don't see that the sun is about to set because we are getting used to our eyes adjust to the, the, the amount of light that is present. Whether it's a beautiful day or if it's a cloudy day, it may look like it's almost nighttime. But we adjust to whatever's there, not even thinking about it anymore. In the same way, when we watch commercials, when we pick up magazines, when we read books, garbage in, garbage out. But guess what? You are what you eat. And when that garbage comes in and settles inside of us, we become useless in what the Lord wants to do with us. He wants to cleanse us. Uh, one of my favorite verses, you've heard me say this before, is Galatians, Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. <laughs> the life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Or we get reminded every year at Ash Wednesday service, remember that you are dust. And the dust you shall return. We're all a bunch of dirt balls. <laughs> I mean, the truth is we're all a bunch of dirt balls. But God shapes us into something that has value. And that value gets, we get reminded that while we think we identify with the sin of Adam, what we really need to identify is the victory that we have in Christ. And as we recognize that victory in Christ, Paul reminds us in Romans in a very theological way that sometimes takes forever to, to pull apart that we are his victory. I look at things around my life sometimes and I think that's never going to be yielded to Christ. That life is lost. I don't know their backstory. And I don't have the right to make that judgment. No matter where I stand, I stand condemned in the same way that any of you or anyone else stands, stands condemned if it was only for my sin. But God. When God has come and given us uh, a new life, a new image, a new name, we're restored. Jesus is speaking to his disciples, his friends. He says to, to them, Behold, there are wolves out there and you are a piece of steak. Good luck. 
I mean, that's what he says when he says, behold, I'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves, so be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. What do you do when you go camping? You don't leave your food out for the bears to get, right? You bring a bear bag with you. Be wise as serpents and simple as doves. Recognize the fact that people are going to come after you for your faith, for what you believe. Stand firm in it, but don't go walking into harm's way. Be careful the words that you choose and be bold for Christ. Don't be anxious over anything. I love the ending here, and I'm going to end quickly because we've had lots of testimony and the Lord has said the word very clearly already. In verse 26, he says, or previous to that, a disciple is not above his teacher nor a servant above his master. Is it not enough for the disciple to become like the teacher and the servant like his master if they have called the master of the house Beelzebul? How much more will they malign those of his household? In other words, if you believe that Jesus is Lord, proclaim him as Lord. But if you treat him as if the devil made me do it or you you castigate the Lord because he's not given what you want, then the rest of his household crumbles. All of this fails. We teach our children the great illustration this morning, David. Thank you very much. Um, for for talking telling us we all long to have that child back in our lap whether that child is you by metaphor or our real life children or the biblical the the household of god children that the lord has given us we want those moments back where we can instill in them the sense of peace and protection and power that they had once when they were a child because they are going to be sent out as sheep among wolves and people are going to seek to devour them. In 1 Peter chapter 5, he says, Be careful, because your enemy prowls around like a lion seeking someone to devour. And the end of that chapter, he says, But after you've suffered a while. Wait a second. Peter, we have victorious living through Christ. Everything is just peaches and cream. Everything's just wonderful. There's no more dungate. There's no more refuse. It's just wonderful. You know, that's what we like when we come and worship on Sunday morning. Sometimes I, I will confess for you and with you that it's nice to be in the household of God where we can hear encouraging words, where we can sing encouraging songs, where we can sing kumbaya and sway. And the reality of the, uh, the matter is we have to go back to the mess because the mess is there for the rest of the week for us to keep cleaned up or start working on. There is a dungate in our lives. And the Lord wants badly for you to see that he's willing to take the refuse and restore it reshape it, rebuild it, transform it. You have value. No matter what age you are, no matter what resources you have, no matter what gifts you bring to the table, you have value. Jesus says, don't have any fear of them who might call their master Beelzebub, for nothing is covered that won't be revealed or hidden that is not going to be made known. Jesus, the light, the life, the truth, 
comes and reveals everything. So if you're being maligned by people for your faith, if you're speaking up and you're being castigated as Jeremiah was castigated for the truth that he spoke, don't worry, God brings everything to light. Do not fear those who seek to kill the body because they cannot kill your soul. When I say that I was crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me, the life I live in the body, I live by faith. I say that because I know that I'm already dead. In Christ, we're already gone. And we have this freedom now that we can say, to live is Christ, to die is gain. It's all good. This life is going to end somehow, somewhere, and it's not always going to be pretty. And sometimes it's pretty painful. But after you've suffered just a little while, the Lord himself will restore you to his full purposes. How? Because we acknowledge him as Lord of lords. We acknowledge him as the redeemer, the restorer. Jesus says to his disciples, so everyone who acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge before my Father who's in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. We've got choices, my friends. And the choices sometimes are hard because they separate us from the world. But the Lord calls us to be honest and to speak truth. And to let the truth reveal itself in the light of his countenance, not our bootstraps. When you speak the truth, let the truth be spoke, sit for itself. You don't have to uh, defend it. You don't have to beat it up. You don't have to shove it down anyone's throat. You don't have to have a bigger Bible. You know, when the nail doesn't go in, what do you do? You get a bigger hammer. Well, that's not what you do with your faith. You speak the truth of your faith. When I was 14 years old, I met Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. I was raised in the church. But when I knew him as a man who loved my life, all the brokenness, all of the bitterness, all of the discord was changed. And I've never been the same since. Am I still growing? Absolutely. Do I still have sin that I need to deal with? Absolutely. Do I need to continue to grow? Continue to come back and repent of the things that I don't have right before the Lord or the things that I say in my anger and haste? Absolutely. But he's always there to forgive me. His word said so. 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from just those sins that we remember. No, that's not what the scripture says. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So there's good news today. <laughs> I hope you find it's good news. There are things that challenge us in the world, but God is the restorer of our soul. God is the one, if we would acknowledge him, acknowledge him in all things. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what's going on in Ella's life. Thank you for what's going on in, uh, in Kentucky and 
and uh, West Virginia and, and all those areas that people are getting to bring the gospel to light because they see the corner of a shred of something that was garbage in the back of a truck that now becomes a symbol to a community of God's restoration because their past mattered. God was there at the beginning. He's there now. God is right with you where you're, what, with where you are with what you're going through. He doesn't miss a beat. Sometimes he allows us to suffer so that we might have the right perspective, so that we always acknowledge him. Amen? Lord, we hand this all over to you. We're thankful for the fact that in the midst of our dark hours, our pain, our suffering, uh, we cry out to you thinking that you've forgotten us and we know that we can trust you and that through your sacrifice, through the blood shed on the cross for us, we have been restored and that you, if we would acknowledge you, will remain Lord of our lives and provide for us in ways we have yet to see. We bless you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.